I'm Kim Singletary. And I'm Rich Collins with Biz New Orleans Magazine. Welcome to Biz Talks. Each week, we reach beyond the pages of Biz New Orleans Magazine to bring you in-depth conversations with members of the business community. From the names everyone knows to the ones destined to make their mark, we'll dive into the top issues, best practices, successes, and failures of every industry that calls Southeast Louisiana home. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. Today's guest is Calvin Cooper, co-founder and CEO of Rove, an SEC-qualified app that allows anyone to invest in commercial real estate for as little as a dollar per share. Rove's stated mission is to expand access and opportunity for everyone to invest in and own their communities. Calvin Cooper, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. I appreciate it. Really excited to be here today. What is Rove? How does it work? (laughs) Rove is real estate investing for everyone. You can think about it like Coinbase for real estate. Download an app, invest as little as a dollar in a minute, and you can be invested in the places that we live, work, and play. We started this company really because I was a frustrated renter. I wanted to own a piece of the building that I lived in and see cranes go up all across the city, but have no opportunity to own. So what we do is make that possible for everybody. So talk to me about the the coding, the platform. How, how, how does this, what are the nuts and bolts? How does it actually work? Yeah, I think it's really important to zoom out for a second and, and think about the core problem we're solving first. You know, um, real estate development, um, you see a resurgence of cities across America where there's development happening, which is wonderful. We want investment in our communities. We want people to pour capital into our cities um, and make it a safer and better place to live, work, and play. But one of the challenges is, is that people have a, a hard, uh, it's, it's becoming harder and harder to own a piece of our cities. When you think about the average millennial, we're going to spend over $200,000 in lifetime rent, um, and Gen Z is going to spend a lot more. And buying a home is, is getting further out of reach. Furthermore, people want to live in walkable neighborhoods, want to live um, in in the places that they're going to go out and and play and work. But the problem is, is that until today, um, investing in commercial real estate was an asset class that was reserved for the wealthy. When you see cranes going up in the city or you see um, scaffolding up and people are redeveloping a building that has some, you know, cultural aesthetic, but but now people are making it uh, a place that we can use. Um, real estate developers are going to high net worth individuals, which are called accredited investors. Um, these are people who have a million dollars in net worth, not including their home, or $200,000 a year in annual income. And so most people are not accredited investors. So they're not able to invest in commercial real estate and participate in the wealth being created in our cities. And so I I think that's a problem. I think real estate specifically is inherently social and political. Um, This is where we choose to live our lives and raise our families. And so it's really disconnected when people who live in the community don't have an opportunity to invest and be part of development. And so the problem we're solving at Rove is tearing down all those barriers. We make it so easy. You can go to rove.com, R-H-O-V-E, um, and then sign up, download our app. And anybody who's used Coinbase or Robinhood or any e-banking solution knows how to use our app. It's really easy. Within a minute, you can invest a dollar in commercial real estate. Right now, do you pick a specific project or do you say, here's my dollar and 
let's figure out where it's going to go in the future. See, that's what's really different. Like when you think about Fundrise or others, I mean, these are REITs, um, real estate investment trusts, where they're pulling capital together and you don't get to choose which asset you're investing in. You're investing in a fund, which is good. I mean, it's it's good that people have an opportunity to invest in real estate broadly. But like I said, real estate is inherently social and political, and it's so important to be able to choose. And so that's why in the Rove app, you're able to invest in the specific buildings, whether that's a property that you live in and you're a renter, and now the property developer is making this available to you. So there's a project in um, Silver Illinois like that, um, or whether you live in the surrounding community and you want to be a part of your city and you want to invest in it, um, or whether you're part of the digital community and you're following a sponsor's profile um, and you believe in their mission or you like the types of development they're building or you're inspired by that city that you visited, um, but now you can click a button and be invested in that, that project or that place. What is the deal that you make with a building or a developer to, to enable this to happen? Yeah, absolutely. So... Typically, commercial developers, when they're going to build a new project or redevelop a project, they're raising under what's called a GPLP structure. So you have the general partners, the GP, and that's the developer, that's the entrepreneur. And then you have limited partners, LPs. And these are those high net worth accredited investors. And for simple math, let's say they're raising um, $20 million of capital. They, they might raise $5 million of equity. Um, and they're going to go and do what's called a country club race. It's funny because that's that's what it's actually called. You're going to do a country club race. Um, and for those of us who aren't members of country clubs, you're not there. You, you don't have, you're not in that network. Um, but also you need to make a minimum. Maybe you're going to invest a hundred thousand dollar slug um, and participate in that new development. Right. And typically the people who are investing as LPs, let's say it's a new development, it's opportunistic. Maybe they're targeting um, high teens, um, low 20s um, uh, IRRs. So the annual return that they're targeting is typically beating the stock market. Um, the problem is, is that people who live in the community can't participate. They're not in the country club and they don't have country club money. Um, and so what we're doing is giving people a seat at the table. So Roe serves as that partner that's invested in the project. Um, and then we're issuing shares to the public equity that you can invest in. And so through our vehicle, you're able to participate like, you know, as if you were an accredited investor um, with $100,000. Uh, instead, we're bringing people together, pulling those funds essentially, and allowing the public to come and invest alongside the accredited investors through our app. Do the Rove investors essentially become LPs? Yeah, they're equity holders. So now you have an equity investment um, in the project. And the reason why people are investing for financial reasons is that you're earning both often distributions. So once the property's stabilized and renting and generating income, um, net, of, net of operating expenses, then the developers issuing distributions to investors. And so you're earning income from the cash flow of the property and also real estate that appreciates provides an opportunity for additional upside 
when the property sells in a few years um, or is refinanced. And so if you're investing through our app, um, you have the risk, you know, obviously any investment involves risk, so you could lose money. Um, but um, real estate typically does well, especially in these environments that people often use real estate investing as a hedge against inflation um, and whatnot. But uh, the upside is that you can participate in the cash flows of the asset and the potential upside of, of appreciation of the asset. Can you talk to me about the specific application of this idea in New Orleans and the partnerships you've made here? What's happening in New Orleans right now? I'm so excited to come to the Big Easy. New Orleans is a place that really inspires the world. It has such rich history. Um, and this is a place that I think a product like ours um, is, is so important because the community there is often, as you know, left out um, and not participating in the in wealth creation. And so the Mayor's Fund, for it together, is on a mission to, um, to collaborate, to to try to make New Orleans a more inclusive city for all. And so they reached out to us and said, we love what you're doing. It, it really fits with our mission. Can we partner and do something here? And I'm like, yes, that is incredible. Awesome. And so what we're doing in New Orleans is pretty innovative. This is part of the Universal Basic Investment Credit Initiative, uh, which is really focused on um, uh, intergenerational wealth creation in the city. Um, and so through this partnership, what we're offering the citizens of New Orleans is a unique opportunity to download our app and claim a $10 investment credit that you can use to apply towards investments in our app um, anywhere in the country. Um, and then half of the credit can be used to invest once we announce projects in New Orleans. And so for it together, uh, New Orleans Mayor's Fund is providing a grant to fund those credits and we're matching it because we really believe in new Orleans and we want the people there to be invested in their community. So right now the opportunity is to get these credits, basically coupons or it's like a Groupon almost a thing there, but there's, there's not a specific project here that you can choose to invest in yet. Is that right? Not yet. I'm really excited. Uh, we're, we're talking to there. There's something, there's a lot happening. Can't really talk about it yet, but um, it's going to be really cool. Uh, but today you'll be able to claim credits and invest in any project in our app. Um, and you'll be the first to know once we announce uh, deals in New Orleans and you can use half your credits for the deals there. I did hear a little bit from your publicist about what the thing is that you can't talk about. And it definitely sounds <laughs> interesting. So uh, I appreciate you talking about this before you could talk about that because of our schedule. We had to get this podcast out, but I promise we're going to follow up as soon as we can follow up with that additional info. But uh, so, so what are the, what are the, what are the menu items right now? What can someone choose between? Yeah, I've been really inspired since we um, told the world about our mission. We've received inbound interest from developers from Hawaii to Miami. Um, and so when you download that, you'll see deals um, as small as a fourplex short-term rental that's oh, wow. listed as Airbnb up to um, uh, um, hundred or 200 unit projects and then you've got like a surf park in hawaii that's coming soon and so there's two live deals um there's two others we're about to um list here in the next um month or two and then there's a pipeline of like 10 in various stages that that are coming soon and so now's the opportunity you're really an early adopter um getting the first 
chance to invest in some of these projects. But one important note here is that the property developers we're, we're working with aren't desperate to raise cash. They're not these folks who can't move forward if the deal doesn't happen. Um, a lot of them have already raised cash. They're just creating room for the public to participate, which is really, really exciting. Um, and so you're going to see us make uh, quite a few announcements in the coming months. Here's a maybe a cynical question. I, I, um, I have a family member who, for fun, in the 70s, got a piece of Disney stock. I don't know how much it is. And we get that envelope once or twice a year, and it's uh, here's here's your earnings. And it's like some tiny piece and she makes, you know, four pennies a year. So how, how much do you think someone needs to invest to have any kind of meaningful return? Well, I mean, it's like um, the more risk you take, the more return for opportunity typically, right? And if you look at this, investing in the stock market, investing in bonds, investing in real estate, you know, it's the same. Typically, real estate as an asset class, um, private commercial real estate beats the stock market typically. And when you think about the current inflationary environment, you're talking about an asset class that a lot of people uh, go to when we're in this environment. And so, um, yeah, as, as a return on investment from that perspective, it, it does pretty well. But the more you invest, the more you're investing in your future um, and you're taking a more risk. And so, yeah, well, our focus is really to lower the barriers so that you don't need a thousand or a hundred thousand dollars to participate. Um, we want people to invest with as little as a dollar. And even if you put five dollars in, it's more than a financial imperative, in my opinion. I believe investing in our communities and allowing people who live there to do so is about citizenship and social responsibility, something that our founding fathers wrote about. Um, when you when you look at um, you know John Adams, our second U.S. president and constitutional framer, he wrote that in order to preserve equal liberty and public virtue, um, we should make the acquisition of land easy to every member of society to make a division of the land into small quantities. That was 1776 when he wrote that, um, and so this idea is 250 years in the making. But as a philosophy, you know, not just um, as a matter of return on investment, it's really important for our democracy, for everybody to have a stake in our success. To that point, there's a lot of talk in New Orleans about the need for more affordable housing, and I'm sure that's that's true everywhere. Um, how do you how do you see this app and this idea dovetailing with those goals? Oh, yeah, I'm definitely Tim Team Yimby. Yes, in my backyard. Um, <laughs> and when you think about affordable housing, mo in most cities, the problem is self-inflicted. We're not building enough housing at every price point. And a lot of the things that community advocates are pushing for are actually counterproductive uh, because it slows down new development. We need more housing at every price point. Uh, whether that's luxury, market rate, or af affordable housing. Uh, because what happens if you don't develop luxury ha housing is that people who can afford a higher price point then move into class B housing that would have otherwise been affordable. And when you're developing a new project, um, it's there are real barriers to, to building housing that's cheap. Um, the inputs are capital, um, labor, and materials. 
and the cost of capital, the cost of labor, and the cost of materials are all increasing. Um, and so it's not necessarily possible without subsidies to build affordable housing in most places. And um, so you've got that problem. In addition, often cities are artificially reducing the amount of housing that people can build, you know, with things like zoning issues and parking. Okay, great. You got all these parking spots now um, that cars can park during the day, but now people don't have a bed to sleep in at night. It's obviously ridiculous. And so we need to really lower the barriers to development. And I believe we need to include more people in the community and the wealth created when we're developing our cities. Um, and I think more people would pay attention. Lastly, I'll say is that our app is social. You can create a profile, um, invite your friends. You can create a, a forum, for instance, and then start to do something about this problem. Perhaps you get a thousand people together who want to do something about affordable housing. And now you've got a community that can raise capital and let's go make it happen. Let's identify a project together um, and start to solve the problem. So do you envision a time in the not too distant future when someone's putting together a deal, let's say it's an affordable housing mixed use project and they need 20 million and they might get, um, you know, some subsidies here to cover this and cover that, but then maybe a million or 2 million will come from this, this rove uh, aggregated group of investors. Absolutely. And I think it's also empowering. It's about education. I remember the first time I don't have a real estate background, a technology background. First time I partnered with a developer, or I met him before I, we started the company, Brett Kaufman, he decided to um, in, invest, co-found and um, help teach us the business. But essentially, I was like, man, developers, man, they're making all kinds of money. Um, he's like, well, what's in it for developers? I'm like, F developers, you know, this is for the people. And he's like, yeah, I hear you, but I think there's a win-win. Here's a spreadsheet. Here's how it works. You tell me how to make it affordable. And I never forget, I look at the spreadsheet. I'm like, wow, this is harder than it looks. You might have a, a margin of profit, but if you change one sale, like the 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 income coming from rent, you change the rent by 50 bucks, and then it goes from being in the, the black to being deep in the red, right? And so there are real problems to solve. I think if you give more people an opportunity to invest in the community, they're going to become more educated um, and they're going to be more creative and come up with ways to attack the problem. And so I, I don't just envision a future where capital is sourced um, from the app into existing projects. We envision a future where more people are participating in the democratic process. They're showing up to zoning meetings because they're invested in the project and they care and they wanna see it go forward. Um, or there are more people who now are empowered, who are working in the real estate business, who understand it, who have good ideas, but now can source capital um, in a way that they, they couldn't before. Not everybody has um, enough country club friends to, to make good ideas happen. And so uh, I think we're going to see projects happen that would not have happened otherwise. And that's going to be a great thing. Yeah. A lot of what you just said um, makes me think of the phrase I read in one of, one of the stories about you that, you know, that you're the Robin Hood of real estate again, you know, trying to put, put this power into the, into the hands of everybody. Absolutely. That's, that's what gets us out of bed every day. We started this company 
um, because we're, we're just passionate. And I was a renter who did the math and I calculated how much rent I spent in the te- past 10 years, but it also didn't make sense for me to buy a place. Um, and so there's got to be a better way where the barrier to entry to owning in your community is a dollar. Uh, you know, the barrier for community ownership should just be our imagination. It shouldn't be our net worth. Understood. Okay, my last question for you is, I know you're you're getting this project off the ground. I didn't get too into detail about your team and your investors and everything, but I, but uh, people can look that up and, and, and learn the story for themselves. But let me, that, let me ask you, as you're looking ahead at, at the prospect for your project and then just, you know, the, the commercial real estate industry in general, what makes you feel uh, worried? You know, what are the obstacles? And then what makes you feel really optimistic about how this could all go? What are the obstacles and what makes me feel um, uh, optimistic? You know, um, I, I don't see too many obstacles in the way. Uh, we're a problem-solving machine, <laughs> I'll tell you that. Um, I think that uh, I, what makes me really optimistic is that now is the time. We're at a moment where technology, regulation, um, and the willingness of the industry to adopt something like this has never been greater. And so now is the moment. Uh, I don't see many obstacles uh, in our way. We just have to use our imagination and work together. There are going to be people who um, don't think it's a good idea to have the community invested, whether they're capitalists who just don't want to include the community or whether it's people in the community who who may think that um, housing should be not be an investment. But the reality is, is that housing is an investment. And today, Wall Street is buying up our communities without any place for people in the community to invest. So I think the biggest obstacle is our imagination and our ability to work together. And fortunately, that's an obstacle we can overcome. Calvin Cooper, CEO of Rove. It's an exciting idea. Thanks for being on the podcast. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to another episode of Biz Talks. If you like what you hear each week, don't forget to rate us and leave a comment wherever you listen to your podcasts. And follow us on social media at Biz New Orleans. For more information or to contact us, please visit bizneworleans.com slash biztalks.